Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown, and I am your host for this Orchid Blooms podcast. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Orchid I Brown. As promised, this is the second episode this week on Orchid Blooms podcast. And the topic for today's episode is on emotional manipulation. What is emotional manipulation? On WebMD, it is defined as when a manipulative person seeks power over someone else and employs dishonesty or exploitive strategies to gain it. On choosingtherapy.com, it is described as behavior that intends to emotionally exploit, control, or influence someone for an advantage. On thehealthy.com, it is defined as when an individual you're interacting with attempts to use your emotions in order to get what they want. Last one, on goodtherapy.org, it is defined as any attempts to sway a person's emotion to get them to act in a specific way or feel a certain thing. I could go on but all the definitions always add up to the exact same thing. Now that you understand what emotional manipulation means, you can look at all areas of your life and identify who is using this tactic on you because a lot of us don't really know when it's happening to us. When we were kids, parents would use this tactic to get what they want or to get their point across. We learn it and grew up using it on others. We thought it was normal growing up because our parents used it. Grandparents, extended family members, teachers at school sometimes use it, and so on. We have become so used to it that we can't recognize it or recognize when we are doing it. It has become normalized. You have friends who share childhood stories when they're is an emotional manipulation happening and you both laugh about it because who hasn't experienced emotional manipulation as a child especially growing up in every household it was just normalized i remembered one instance where you know i was so full and i couldn't really finish my food and i remember my mom saying to me or my grandmother my grandmother saying to me oh do you know how many Children in Africa are starving. You see these episodes or or these ads on television showing you how they wish they had what you had. Finish your food. That's emotional manipulation right there. And honestly, I always wondered whenever, you know, I watch TV when I was younger and all these commercials would come on with these kids from Africa on this UNICEF ad that they play for how long on television begging people for money. And I thought to myself, How is this kid just sitting there crying and these cameramen, and keep in mind, it's not one cameraman, it's a bunch of cameramen, bunch of cameramen are filming this kid sitting there in his ripped up dirty clothes, crying with snot coming out of his nose, there's ash in his eyes because it's clear that he just waked up, you know, woke up and they're just, they're just filming him. And I thought, you know, if the, if the kid was crying and hungry and starving, how come no one is there to assist him? So in my mind, I was like, you are filming this kid crying hours on end to create an ad so that you can then broadcast it to first world countries 
on television to guilt people into donating money because this poor child is sitting there starving and hungry and we're filming him rather than feeding him. It's just growing up, looking back, I was like, I just can't. I really cannot. And even even now, I'm so thankful I don't have cable anymore because those UNICEF commercials were too much. I got my Netflix, my Disney Plus, and that's it. I just go on, I watch, I binge my favorite shows, I watch a movie, and I don't have to deal with those types of commercials. So as an adult, I never want to see it again, but that is a form of emotional manipulation that I grew up doing. And sometimes I even find myself doing it now, especially with my friends, but as a joke, because we all, we've all had or have experienced manipulation, especially emotional manipulation as children. So since a lot of parents use the exact same tactics, whenever my friends and I would be out and they couldn't finish their meals, I would say something like, oh, you know, there's children in Africa who are starving. You know, you see them on television crying. How could you not finish that last piece of meat on your plate or that five pieces of rice on your plate? And we would laugh about it. Because it's so normalized to emotionally manipulate people, it's almost acceptable for some apparent reason. So you then become an adult and you experience it with your friends, significant others in your marriage, at work with your coworkers and or managers. No one can say that they have never experienced this in their lives. So another definition for you, I know I should have quit while, you know, when I started. Emotional manipulator, and this is specific, manipulator, is defined on healthline.com as masters at altering reality with lies, fibs, and misstatements in order to confuse you. They may exaggerate events. I don't even know why they put may. You know they're they're blowing up the event more than it is and making it such a big deal. They're very good storytellers. And I mean, I'm a good storyteller, so I have to remember to use my my gifts for good and not evil. But yeah, they blow it up to another level. There are people out there that are professionals at this and pride themselves on being able to get what they want at your expense. It may cost you, but they don't care. At the end of the day, all they care about was achieving their goal at all costs. And these are the types of people that are considered to be emotional manipulators. I remember having this conversation with a guy at work and he was telling me that, you know, his wife prior to him was married to this guy and he wasn't very attractive. He wasn't good looking at all. He was balding, belly hanging out, everything. And, you know, he tried not to judge his looks, but the way that he talks to women the way that he likes to put them down. He seems to have a talent for picking up women who are who are well-established. They are educated and they make a lot of money, more money than him. But for some apparent reason, you know, he secures them and he keeps them by emotionally abusing them. And then he proceeds to physically abusing them if he doesn't really get his way. And so he was saying that he just did not understand how these women who are high up there would end up with a dude that would do that to them. 
And as much as I would like to put all the blame to these women's feet and say they're super insecure and that's how they fell for that, some manipulators are professionals at what they do. They are so good at it, it's it's considered a talent. They're just able to pick somebody and and they know them. They can identify them. They're basically considered predators, in my opinion. And they pick these girls and they lock them in and they just they just go ham. And for some apparent reason, like these women just don't know how to leave. So he was saying that he went out to dinner with this with this hex husband and his his wife. And he now had a girlfriend and he would basically sit there just talking shit to his wife and putting her down. And based on her reactions, he'll then turn to his new girlfriend and say to his new girlfriend, see, this is what I had to deal with. This is what I had to deal with in the marriage and I couldn't handle her. Like she's too much. See, she's just toxic. She's just so much drama, but he's bullying her. And he's dragging her down in the restaurant. And the husband's sitting there and he's like, if you want to talk shit, you can talk shit to me. Better yet, let's go out into the back and handle it like men. He shut up immediately after that. And it's really sad, especially when you see a man bullying a female. You will never see that man talk the same way with another man. He will never bring that energy to another man because he could not back it up. So... In this situation, as much as I mentioned before, as much I want as I want to put the blame on women's feet by saying, listen, you're in this situation because of you, because you need to work on your, your self-worth, you need to work on your self-esteem, you need to figure yourself out. I have to say that I can't. I just can't because some people, like I said, are extremely talented, extremely talented at what they do. So... We're now going to get into some signs of emotional manipulation. One, passive aggressive. Manipulators do not voice negative feelings towards or problems with a person. They sidestep confrontation, which is very true. They use other people around them, such as friends or coworkers, to communicate with you instead. They will talk behind your back, though, but they won't necessarily say it to your face or bring their grievance to the person that they're talking smack about. Look, we are all guilty of venting our frustration to friends or coworkers. I am guilty of that. I will take full responsibility for that. But I always make it a point to let the person know I am venting. There is no actions required on their part but to listen. That's it. I would dislike if someone started a fight or start to fight my battles for me. Don't mention my name or bring up what I said in an argument with this person to back up your aggression to make it seem like, oh, it's a bunch of us that have a problem with you. No, 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 no. I am not a pussy. I'm not afraid to, to of confrontation. I like to let the person know in my own way without anger that this action needs to be changed in my own way. Now I have heard of manipulators at work who would go above and beyond to vent their issues and somehow encourage the person that they're venting to 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 fight their battles for them they would then bring it up or confide in, in a manager uh, about what this person said about this particular supervisor and then whoever this person spoke to where they're talking mad shit about the supervisor they would all tend to come together and start isolating this individual 
that this one person started talking shit about. Keep in mind, all of these people that this one person is venting to has not experienced this with this specific person. But for some apparent reason, these followers decided to follow decided to follow this person that's talking mad shit about another person and decide to isolate them or give them the impression that they aren't like they become a click against this one person even like i said they have never experienced anything negative with this individual but because they overheard it um they then start to take on that emotion and that burden of oh my god this guy or this girl did that to you oh i'm gonna start looking at them differently telling you followers and of course this this person that's venting whose purpose by doing so was to get everyone to dislike this person so they can feel empowered then have now found their followers their little minions you know this is why whenever i end up venting I always try to make sure that the person understands that this is my experience. Please don't think that what I'm explaining to you about my experience is is being projected onto you. Don't take on that emotional burden. But I'm just venting. So I always like to clarify. But some people do it maliciously. Alienation. I do not encourage that. But I have seen people do it in the workplace as well with myself but you know i can brush it off because i do have thick skin i'm not afraid to make you feel very uncomfortable when you start playing those games i just look at it as high school behavior high school drama we've all experienced it in middle school and high school due to that it doesn't bother me because i have experienced it in high school what bothers me is when they are overly nice thinking i don't know that they're doing it behind my back I I don't know how to fake love for people like that. When you confront them, they lie. They do not express what they have said behind your back to everyone. It's not cool to have other people fight your battles for you. But a lot of people in these workplaces, especially tends to find the new person and start telling the new person about everything that's going on and basically unloading everything on them just so they can encourage them or put them in a situation where they'll, they're now fighting their, that person's battles for them. And I had a friend who had experienced that. She worked at a university and she was only there on, on contract. So because she is emotionally intelligent, she was able to see through this individual. So this individual is venting and saying all that kind of stuff about the supervisor or the girl that, you know, works on the other side of the building or whatnot. And she would listen and she says, okay, well, have you spoken to this person about it? And she's like, well, no, you know, we work together. It's just not cool. But, you know, I wish someone would say it. And she's like, well, whenever you find a confidence to go and talk to this person about how you feel then you should do so. But she didn't like the fact that the girl wasn't siding with her or jumping on. Keep in mind, my friend at the time was like, I don't know this person, so I'm not going to judge her. I'm, I'm not going to go in and fight a battle. She hasn't done anything to me. I am new here. But it's great that you want to vent and tell me what happened with you and this specific person, but I'm not going to get involved. So when that didn't work, the next new person came in maybe three months later on a contract as well. And she started doing the exact same thing with the other new person, except the other new person did not really have emotional intelligence. So she started picking fights with this person 
It's a contract. You have three months in this job and you're already starting fights? Like, come on. And she would then go and fight this girl's battle for her. And my friend would say that she would sit there and while her, while this new girl is now fighting the battles for this girl, she said she would sit there and look at her, the one who started all of this. She doesn't notice that my friend is watching her. And she sat there smiling, gloating because she won. She finally found a puppet, someone that she can use to fight her battles for her. And then act as if like, oh my God, she said all that stuff. I can't believe it. Oh, she is so horrible. And then tried to side with the girl that she was talking so much smack about. It was just, it was so weird. So she's, she said to me, she's so glad she didn't fall for that because she has worked in environments where people tend to do that and because of that she will never fall for it she sees a lot of people lose their jobs and put themselves in compromising positions fighting battles for people that were just using them as an instrument to hurt someone else i just feel that you need to take what someone says with a grain of salt and realize that you have not experienced this with that person so you should not prejudge you should take the time to then get to know the person if you want to, if you're working together and treat them the way that you would like to be treated if somebody was talking smack about you and the person didn't know you. When I discuss the isolation and alienation that we might have experienced in high school, it moves us into the next point, which is social and emotional bullying. Since the physical violence is unacceptable in our society, Bullies use constant criticism, raised voice, and threats. Social bullying can take the form of rumor spreading or deliberate exclusion, as I mentioned, isolation and alienation. Venting can lead to spreading rumors out of anger, bitterness, or resentment. If you notice yourself doing this, try to refrain from expressing rumors you have heard. I am completely guilty of that. I might have started out with just with just venting and then somehow due to my anger and just bitterness towards the situation or what happened, I tend to, you know, then express the rumors that I have heard and it's wrong and it's something that I need to work on. So that's another sign of, of emotional manipulation. The third on the list is that they say and do something and later deny it. The strategy is considered distortion they distort the facts relative importance or other information needed to accurately assess a situation they will lie or pretend ignorance uh, of a matter another term to define this is gaslighting <laughs> it really questions your your own you question your own sanity when you're experiencing glass gaslighting the tactic instills self-doubt in someone else making them question their own rights, motivation, or abilities. My favorite is when they constantly forget what happens. And I have experienced this recently with someone that I had to let go of. And it was crazy because every single time she did something wrong, somehow she never remembered. And I always found it so convenient because she'll always remember what she thinks happened to her and how bad it was for her. But then when it actually comes down to the facts of the detail and what actually happens, like she doesn't remember. She just remembers that I did something wrong, which most likely if I told the story in full, wasn't even true. So the next on the list is guilt and sympathy. 
using dramatic statements that are meant to put you in a different spot. They target your emotional weaknesses through statements in order to activate your guilt. So you would apologize followed by sympathy for them as the victim. I can't stand victims. I really can't. Many people are highly susceptible to guilt and will even go so far as to punish themselves in response to perceived sin. This is something that we're all guilty of. I'm not going to lie. So if you're going to say that you don't do this to yourself as well, please be honest. Just be honest with yourself. Emotional manipulators prey on the this vulnerability. They play victim. Anything to get what they want. Some people go as far as saying they will hurt themselves to get what they want. And you feel guilty. And it triggers your guilt and, and your sympathy. And you go into that state where you're just, you, you don't know what to do except to give them what they want. Eventually, you will wake up and stand up for yourself. Be proud of that person when you do. Don't drag yourself down. Don't go back to that place of guilt and always being sympathetic and treating this person as a victim. It gets old. It really does. The fifth sign on the list is considered withdrawals. We all know the silent treatment. They don't respond to your calls, emails, direct message, or any other form of communication. The silent treatment is used to control or gain control. It makes you feel responsible for their behavior. I recently experienced this. I have to say, it doesn't work because I was the wrong person to use this on. I will keep the same energy. You don't call, I won't be calling you. After all that mess and all that drama, you do something to get my attention, I react with eliminating that avenue for you. You want to play games, I will give you the same energy. In regards to relationship, intimate relationship, they will withhold certain affirmations or affections deliberately. They create a power imbalance and can make you crave the return of approval and closeness. It's all about control. Number six, comparison. Emotional manipulators will draw comparisons between you and someone else in order to go to you. In relationship, it's with an ex. In the workplace, it's with another coworker. They will or may even take it a little further by using this to coerce you into doing something you don't want to do. They may even recruit others to pressure you into certain emotions or actions. Number seven, they use your feelings against you. If you are upset, emotional manipulators may try to make you feel guilty for your feelings. You will hear comments such as, you're unreasonable, you're emotional, it's too much. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? Even though their actions provoked a reaction. Now putting it into your mind that something is wrong with you, similar to gaslighting. And number eight, the one form of manipulation that most people don't recognize as manipulations is love bombing. They become clingy. I love you seems to be their favorite phrase in the world. I love you. This is used to, to manufacture vulnerability or artificial acceleration of the relationship. I have covered a few podcast episodes this year, which touches on emotional manipulation based on topics being discussed. 
all of those podcast episodes was leading up to this, especially Starboy is a, a recent episode that I just did two episodes back where I do touch on certain emotional manipulation that some of these fuckboys like to do. And if you go back to any other previous episodes, I do touch on at least one or two of these things within a podcast episode. And I try to create a scenario that is specific so that when you hear it and you go, oh my God, I've actually experienced this, then you can now lead up to this podcast episode where you're hearing what I'm saying about emotional manipulation and realize that what you were going through, what was happening to you was emotional manipulation. If you caught it, that is awesome. If you haven't, listen to all my other podcast episodes. You have plenty of time to listen to the previous podcast episodes. Hopefully they are entertaining, but I really hope that you recognize some of the red flags and some of the stories that I I was sharing on that specific topic because it all leads to this podcast episode. So before we go into dealing and coping with emotional manipulation, let's go into emotional abuse. It seems quite similar to me based on the research, but let's cover it anyways before we go on any further. What is emotional abuse? Emotional abuse involves controlling another person by using emotions to criticize, embarrass, shame, or blame Um, or otherwise manipulate them. Basically, it's the same thing. Mental or emotional abuse can occur in any relationships, from dating to serious relationship, friendships, family members, and now this area of discussion is leading to workplace. Some people are taking it to work, which is crazy, but we don't notice that we're doing it because it's so difficult to recognize emotional abuse. A relationship is emotionally abusive when there is a constant pattern of abusive words and bullying behavior that wears down a person's self-esteem and undermine their mental health. The underlying goal of emotional abuse is to control the other person by discrediting, isolating, and silencing them. It is the hardest form of abuse to recognize as it can be subtle, but it can also be overt and manipulative. Many people, girls and guys, that I have spoken to about this could not recognize that they were experiencing this. They denied it until they were blue in the face. They said they there was no way. That's, that's how they said it. No way. Emotional abuse? No way. <laughs> I love how they said it. I was like, wow, like they really don't know. I said, do you know what abu- emotional abuse is? And they were like, well, this can't be emotional abuse. There's no way. There's just no way. So I asked them why. They all would use the term, but, you know, they, they love me. They treat me real well. There are a lot of good times than bad. It is so it is so hard to recognize emotional abuse when the person treats you so well you, that you ignore it. You really do. You ignore it because people have bad days. So you give them a pass after how many years of giving them a pass. It is still so hard to recognize that you've been experiencing emotional abuse after some time of experiencing this that fear of of leaving becomes unbearable that pain and guilt starts to get to you the rose-colored glasses cracks and breaks into millions of pieces and you can't put it back together 
the thought of repeating this cycle the 50th time leaves you depressed and defeated. Once you have reached that point, you view that person differently and most likely not in a positive way. You start to value yourself and you find your your self-worth. Self-worth, what is it? (laughs) Let's go into that for just a short little moment. Self-worth is recognizing that I am greater than all these things. It is a deep knowledge that I am of value, that I am lovable, necessary to this life, and of incomprehensible worth. It is really hard to find your self-worth when you are being beaten down emotionally. You tend to lose yourself. You tend to start seeing things in a negative way. And so... I really wanted to mention self-worth and define it so that you understand that this is where you need to be, especially when you get out of an emotional abusive relationship or situation. So signs of emotional abuse, unrealistic expectations, invalidates you, creates chaos, uses emotional blackmail, acts superior, controls and isolates. Sounds familiar? very similar to emotional manipulation the outcome in these situations are self-doubt worthlessness self-loathing loss of sense or sorry loss a sense of self over time you start to agree with your abuser you pull back from friendships may even convince yourself that no one likes you You may not recognize these outcomes in your life if you are in a situation where you're emotionally manipulated or you're experiencing emotional abuse. And a lot of people don't notice that. I know that you're in a state of denial, so you cannot recognize it. I know. And it's going to take some time, but just be patient with yourself. When you are ready, you will see that you are experiencing this and you will recognize the outcomes and you will then help yourself. So now we can go into dealing and coping with emotional manipulation or emotional abuse. Therapy is available for or to abusive people, but if they don't think they have a problem, they will never seek help. Give up on that route. You have a lot of work to do on yourself. So first on the list is recognize you can't fix them. You just can't. I know you're desperate to save them because you love them and you know that they love you back and you feel it in your core. You remember all those good times, but unfortunately you are not their savior. If they don't want to be saved, you need to leave them alone. So now we're going to get into what you can do for yourself. So you can start with, number one, making yourself a priority. Asserting yourself and your boundaries out loud, even if it feels rude to do so. Stop worrying about pleasing the person that is abusing you. Do something that will help you think positively and affirm who you are. Take care of you. Second thing you can do for yourself, build a support network. Because of what you are experiencing or have experienced, you think that you're crazy. Remember, you're losing your sanity because you've been gaslighted for so long. It's all in your head, remember? They love to tell you that. Find trusted friends 
or your tribe, as they say. It's a very popular term to use nowadays, my tribe. Um, Hopefully, they have emotional intelligence and will, will not project their baggage onto your situation because they've experienced it themselves. There's too many people out there going, oh my God, I've experienced that. And all of a sudden, start telling you how your life is going to end up without actually realizing that you're both two individual people and you are going to them asking for assistance or at least some clarification someone to say no you're not going crazy you know what i mean so you have to be very careful that who you decide to confide in that support network is not going to project their baggage onto your situation when you share what you have been experiencing with your tribe or your support network they will make you feel like you are not alone you are not crazy when you need that push a good push tough love they will be there for you cheering you on in the background that is your support network let me express this before i continue building a support network doesn't mean you jump into another relationship and call it support you need to heal that takes time i don't care how that fuck girl slash fuck boy looks. I don't care about their smiles, their smell, how they speak to you. I don't care what you feel you are missing out on or how supportive they are trying to get into your pants, up your skirt, or in your wallet slash purse. I don't care. Focus on your healing. Getting underneath or getting on top of someone else is not healing. It's a patch. Number three, or the third on the list of dealing and coping with emotional manipulation or abuse. Stop blaming yourself. Everyone makes mistakes, including you. Abuse is a choice. Stop blaming yourself for something you have no control over. It's not you. The fourth on the list of dealing and coping with emotional abuse or manipulation. Avoid engaging with your abuser. And I I say this with love, but it's hard. It's super hard. So forgive yourself if you ever get trapped or dragged back in. It's okay. It's really hard. They start a fight with you to get under your skin to help you make a mistake. And they're doing this to help you, of course, so that you will feel guilty when they get you. And you will then have to apologize and become trapped again because it's all about control, right? Avoid it. Run like your life depends on it. No matter how hard you try, you will not be able to make things right in their eyes. Don't waste your time. Life is too short. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode because we're now at the conclusion And I have gone over as much as I possibly can to support some of the previous podcast episode that I have released um, this year. And again, all of it has led to this podcast episode. So I hope you enjoyed all the fun one with the stories and all the things that I've, I've seen or experienced. And I put that out there based on a specific topic. And now this here was the meat, the meat that I wanted you to really truly reflect on 
especially in all areas of your life. So thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast. Visit our website at taonetwork.ca and our social media pages on Facebook, the Ambitious Obsession Network, Instagram at the Ambitious Net, Twitter at the Ambitious Ops. My personal Instagram page is at Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to click the follow button or subscribe below and share your favorite episode with your family and your friends. I hope you have a splendid day.